This is episode 78 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. Today, myself and Dr. Trevor Dietrich are going to unpack habit number two, begin with the end in mind, all while using the solution-focused approach. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. So glad you can join me here today. If you're new to this program, thank you for joining us. You're at the right place at the right time. Feel free to jump over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com anytime. I'm giving away an entire month's worth of SEL, social emotional learning lessons on friendship and kindness this month. And I always leave helpful show notes so you guys can have all the links that you need. It's time for us to explore together Habit number two of the seven habits of highly effective people, and that is begin with the end in mind. In just a few moments, we're going to hear Trevor break down some practical ways that we can help ourselves and our entire family to begin with the end in mind, whatever we want for our future, taking it into our everyday life. But before that, I want to talk about this principle because this principle is near and dear to my heart. It's something that I've seen so many families transform when they're completely able to grasp what it means to begin with the end in mind. Now, we can move forward 100 miles an hour towards where we think that we should be going in life. But just like Stephen Covey says in his book, We could be climbing up that ladder of life only to find out that it's leaning against the wrong wall. And all that does is get us to the wrong place faster. So when we stop and begin to consider what the end game is, then we will be able to on purpose choose which ladder we're going to climb because we have a clearer picture of where we're going. So in order to climb the ladder that'll get us where we want to go, We need to begin with the end in mind. The other day I was sitting out at the park and I saw one of those drones hovering above the park. And beginning with the end in mind is kind of like the viewpoint of the drone as opposed to the viewpoint that I have down at the sitting in the edge of the park. I can only see the things that are around me, but if you rise above, beginning with the end in mind helps us to look at the big picture. It helps us look at where we're going rather than just where we're at in that very moment. Now, one of the principles that habit two teaches us is that there are two creations to each and every activity, two creations 
There's first the mental and then the physical. Now think about it. That makes perfect sense when maybe you're going to make a garden in your backyard. First, you're going to decide what you're going to plant. You're going to get the seeds. You're going to plan out the area of where you want each thing. Same goes with, I don't know, making cookies. You need to be able to have the ingredients. When you plan a vacation, you need to make sure your finances are in order. Then where are you going to go? How much time are you going to spend there? Getting the time off. This is the mental side of the creation. There's first the planning phase and then the physical side when we actually do it. So what about our life? Do we regularly think about the mental and the physical aspect of each creative thing that we do? If so, then we are having the focused mindset because we're doing it on purpose. But sometimes we are reactive, like I just said, which means that we've neglected the part of our plan that is by design. We are so wonderfully and beautifully made that we have the ability in our mind to design what our next step will be, be able to live by design rather than by default. Now, as children in our lives, there were some things that were outside of our control and we just had to kind of go with the flow. And in your life, when you were raised up, I'm sure you could think of many moments when you weren't in control of the very next thing that happened in your life. But sometimes we forget that as we grow older and we become adults, we are, as a matter of fact, in control of the next choices that we will make. I find it a regular thing that I tell people is just make the next right choice. And by that, I'm saying that you have the control to do that. It's not going to happen to you. Life doesn't happen to you. You have a say in it. So when we begin with the end in mind, we're basically saying, no more am I going to live in a reactive state, that I am going to be proactive rather than reactive. And the more that we build on that, the more that we accept responsibility for both the first creation, that's the mental game that we plan it, and the second creation, we take responsibility for both of those, we act within it on purpose, the more that we find peace, joy, and acceptance in that second part. But if we neglect the first creation, then the second creation suffers. I hope you guys are following this. I know for me, it makes a huge difference to say, you know, if I walk into a situation and I didn't plan how I want things to go, there's a good chance that I might fall into a bad habit. There might be a chance that I just fall into someone else's agenda of what things should do rather than walking forward with purpose. It's all about having that purpose in our life of Where do we want to go? What are our values? You know, I've told you guys before is to wake up in the morning and decide what the values are for you that very day. What do I want to value for today? Sometimes rest and relaxation is the thing that you want to value. Well, if you get yourself all caught up with a whole bunch of stuff and you're tired at the end of the day, then you didn't live by those first values that you had planned. But if you're able to say, I'm going to honor what I want to value for this day, whether it be a very proactive day or a day of relaxation or a day where I need to connect more with my kids, a day that I need to be able to um, get way more done than I did the day before. It doesn't matter what it is. When you honor your own values each and every day, then the rest of your day 
the physical part of walking through it goes the way that it should in so many more cases. I think that um, the victim mentality we hear about, people say, oh, I just can't help it. These things just happen to me. Do they? It's time for us to rise up and take responsibility for both the mental game of our life and the physical part of our life, how we plan it and what we're doing. And how can we help our kids do that? You know, in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen R. Covey breaks down that we should kind of picture our funeral and what are the attributes that we want people to say about us? How do we want to be able to affect the lives around us? And that's important for us as adults to do. But to be able to transform that to kids is very hard. Let's think about your funeral. I suggest that we do it in a much more solution-focused way. What we do is we ask the kids If this day went really well at the end of the day, what are some things that you think could have happened in this day to make it go well? What are some things that you did to make it go well? And help them build what a really good day looks like. And once they do that, then say, well, what are some things that you need to do to help that happen? See, so first they're envisioning what that good day looks like. They are beginning with that end in mind. And then you're bringing them back to the present moment and saying, well, what do you think you could do to make that happen? I remember not so long ago, I had three little girls that came to me and I was counseling them because they were having such a rough time in the morning. The three of them just had a terrible time getting to school on time and they were left due to their parents' work schedule doing a lot of the planning to get out the door on their own. And, you know, there's some things you can change and some things you can't change. It's out of my sphere of influence and theirs to adjust their parents' work schedule. But what can we change? We can change what they're doing in the morning, their outlook of the morning. So what I did is I sat these three girls down and we talked about it. We talked for a little bit about their morning and... I didn't go into saying, you know, well, what is going on? You guys are late every day. Instead, I said, if you came to school and you were on time and you weren't running into the gate, but you were able to walk in slowly and get some breakfast and talk to some friends, what do you think needed to happen in order for you to get there? And we took a step backwards and we kind of like backward Um, backward planned it, you know, well, this would need to happen and that would need to happen. And one of the older sisters would say, well, I wouldn't have to go into her room and wake her up five or six times to the little one. And I, so I turned to the little one and I said, well, what do you think you could do to avoid having your sister come in two or three times? And she was like, well, I guess I could uh, set my, I could turn on my music when she comes in And then I could start to wake myself up. And then I asked her, well, what do you think this would do? What difference would that make? And she said, well, I think maybe then my sister would be less stressed and I'd be able to have some peace. And so see how we uh, we slowly but surely unlocked what their morning would look like. They'd never got a chance to do that. There we were planning out the first planning phase of what their morning would look like. And by the time they left my office, the three of them had their own little agenda that they were going to do in the morning, their own things that they were going to be responsible for, their own things that they were going to take 
take responsibility for themselves. And they felt good about it. And the next day when I saw them come in, they were on time and they were so excited, smiles on their faces. And they, they each individually told me what worked for them. The little one turned on her music. The, the middle one chose to have her clothes laid out the night before. And the oldest one, she chose to be able to breathe and relax and not get too stressed out, which is very hard to do as the oldest that has the ultimate responsibility of getting them to school. So see, when they took a minute with me in that office situation to say, what would it look like if things went well? Let's imagine that. Now, let's talk about the steps. When they were able to do that for themselves, then when they were did the physical part of doing what they needed to in the morning, it worked out better. Are there some times in your life where you need to sit down with your family and do a little more planning so that action steps work out better? That might seem like one extra step that you don't want to do. But remember, every single part of our life has two creations. First, the mental part and then the physical. Just because we ignore the mental part doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You see, at that point, basically, if we ignore or we put off or we do not put any energy towards the first part of our design of our plan, then basically we're just giving that up to someone else's agenda, past habits, whatever will happen will happen. And that second part of us doing what we need to do suffers. So we can avoid that. We can avoid that by choosing to have this type of solution-focused mindset where we say, wow, what does my future look like when I plan it out? That doesn't mean that we are doing that with a stress where now you have to be regimented, but we're doing that for empowerment, to be able to look at things in a big picture rather than just through a little peephole of the door. Open the door. Don't just look through the peephole and see everything around us. See what's out there. Picture ourselves hovering above and seeing the whole picture of our life and planning it out. Now, parents, this works so well for us because what is the end game with raising our kids? Are we looking to raise responsible, caring, loving children that make a difference in the world, then as we raise them, we want that end in mind. We want the actions that we do with them, what we say around them, what we do around them to, uh, to be able to emulate exactly what we want them to be. We can't just have chaos all around us and then say, oh, well, they're resilient. They'll figure it out. I'll just leave it to the schools to teach them or, oh, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Rather, how about if we decide and say, what are the attributes that I want in my children's life when they walk through their adult life? What am I doing today to help them to get those attributes? Beginning with the end in mind is something that I think is foundational for us to be able to have the most productive life that we can, to be able to live our best life. And right now we're going to listen to how Dr. Trevor Dietrich breaks this down of what we could do in our family. And then I'm going to wrap it up afterwards. So let's listen in on what he has to say about habit number two. Begin with the end in mind. 
what's the second one? So uh, habit two is um, begin with the end in mind. The idea that every creation has a mental creation that precedes a physical creation. Uh, and then also the idea of creating and living by a personal mission state. And so begin with the end in mind is, is, is exactly what it sounds like. It's just about having an idea of where we're going, right? I think adults are pretty good with doing that in their work lives, but probably less so uh, in their family life that where they don't necessarily take a second to even consider um, where do, where do, you know, how do I want my kids to grow? How, what lessons do I want to teach them? That's something that's important because if you don't ever consider it, then you're just left to the whims of life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the other part is that the idea of creating and living by a personal mission statement. And it's, it's a personal mission statement is very simply um, a guiding statement that you read often to remind you of the best version of yourself that you can be. Right. And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be uh, complex. It could be a, a poem. It could be a leadership quote. It could be your own uh, words that you write. But for, I can tell you what mine is. It's very simple. It's be better today than I was yesterday as a husband, a principal, oh, sorry, a husband, a father, a principal and friend. Right. That's my personal mission statement. Right. So no matter what I did yesterday, I'm going to try to get a little bit better today. And if I messed up yesterday, that's OK, because I'm going to get better today. And if I had a great day yesterday, let's build on that success. Right. And so that's a, that's a statement that I, I read. Uh, but it helps remind me throughout the day. Hey, this is your this is your mission. Let's get after it. Um, people look at that as uh, how do you want to be remembered at your 80th birthday party? Mm -hmm. <laughs> talk about you at your 80th do you want to be known as a, as a kind and generous friend who's always there for others if that's how you want to be known what do you need to do today you need to be kind you need to be generous and you need to be there for others right that's what the mission statement does it, it takes the best version of us and it reminds us daily do that work well with with families with the seven habits of highly effective families the idea is write a family mission statement okay something that we can do that we're going to collectively agree. And this is a, you know, a task that you'll do with your kids. And it doesn't have to be done in one sitting. Um, depending on the age of your children, a couple sittings is probably appropriate and edit it and so forth. But then go back to it. You know, the Dietrich family is a family that will treat each other with love and respect, uh, putting the needs of others above our, uh, above the, our own. Something along those lines. But it's, it's still, it needs to, it's not just writing the mission statement that's important. It's living by it. It's reading it daily to remind ourselves of, of who it is that we want to be. And that puts them in a completely different frame of mind to say, wait a minute, I'm writing a legacy here. Wait a minute, this is my family. What do I want it to look like? So I love that about writing a mission statement for your family. And also, I'm sure parents could help could each write an individual statement and share it with each other. Correct. Now, here's here's the tricky part in families um, in general with these habits, and also I guess now is as good time as any to state it. Is that these habits are not meant to impugn others? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I mean by that is, if, if parents should absolutely write personal mission statements and and post it so their kids can see if they're modeling it. You should work with your kids to write individual mission statements and then write one collectively for your family. But what you don't do then uh, is go back and, and point it out to other people and say, oh, you know, Cheryl, you put on your mission statement that you were going to be X, Y, and Z, and you're not doing that. That's not what it's about. It's not about impugning others. It's about personal growth and then collective growth as, as the family. Okay. So maybe the parent's job might be not to, not to, in, the, in a moment when the child has, has messed up, 
uh, to, to point it out that that's not what's in your mission statement, that kind of thing. But maybe, you know, you go through whatever, whatever your discipline routine is, um, the learning opportunity, right? Kids need to learn. Um, but then later visit it again with them at night. So, you know what, tomorrow, I know you're going to be back at this and let's read, let's read it together. It's about giving grace rather than using it, you know, rather than using it to, um, to punish or to embarrass or to, to chide uh, about what's going on. Uh, it's about law and gospel, right? At the moment, law is important, but at the end, we need to give, we, we need to have the gospel. We need to let, let them know um, that it's okay. This is the best version of yourself. You're not going to be that every day, but let's remind ourselves of who we wanted to be so that tomorrow we can get there. But, you know, judge not lest thee be judged. I, I've become an expert in the habits and a certified trainer and I don't want anybody looking at my life to see if I'm doing them because <laughs> there's, moment, there's just time when I, when, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a journey. We're always working at, on these things. Uh, you're never really there, right? No, we're lifelong learners. Yes, it is, in fact, an ongoing journey. We're always growing. We're always changing. We're always moving towards our preferred future. I'm so glad that Trevor ended things with reminding us of that that we need to have grace on ourselves and grace on the, those around us that are also doing their best. We're not always going to be our best self every single day. Sometimes things will fall apart, but we'll never reach our best self if we don't have a game plan to help us do that. So having a mission statement is something that each and every one of us can do for ourselves and that we can help our family develop that as well. For me, my statement is that I will live with purpose, leading with kindness, humility, and love to be my best self and who God created me to be. What's something you can tell yourself? A mantra, a, a positive affirmation, a positive step towards being your best self. Choose to figure that out because you want to know where you're going. You want to know where you're headed. No, we can't tell the future. and We don't know exactly what is in our future, but we know that we can control ourselves and our actions, and then we're being an example for others. So unpacking this very important principle, this very important habit that we can create in our life, habit number two of begin with the end in mind. It's going to make a big difference for you. It's made a big difference for me. What a powerful lesson in personal change. Like the front of the book says, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I want to help you guys. And I want to be able to give you guys the resources to do this. Please check out the show notes. I'm going to leave my links to the places you can find me. You can be a part of our Facebook community, Solution Focused Families. You can reach out and uh, find out the resources that I give you guys, not only today, but each and every month, I send out resources for you guys to be able to be proactive and to begin with the end in mind. Just go over to thefocusedmindset.com and you'll be able to click on a link to join the community or the click on the link to get our free SEL lessons for this month. And I'll also leave a link in the show notes. Now, if you're in the middle of teaching your children the resilience that they need to be able to have this principle, the best products that I can lead you to are from the Big Life Journal. That's why they're my affiliate partner. And when you use the link in my show notes, 
when you go to my website, thefocusedmindset.com and click on the Big Life Journal, you are directed to a page that is linked to my company. So at no extra cost to you, you're actually helping us out, helping us keep this on the air. I want you to check out their free giveaways that they also have when you make a purchase to their amazing products that are all built around teaching children resilience. Now, it's time for us to get out there in the world, be our best self, begin with the inner mind, and until next time, keep in touch and take care.